0: What's up, everybody? This is your host, Joey Kinney, a.k.a. Joe Militant. You're listening to It's a Rap Podcast. We we'll do the knowledge, chopping it up on all things hip-hop, sports, and pop culture. I'm here with my guest host, Sugar J. Everybody, please give it up to Sugar J. Sugar J, what's up, baby?
1: How's it going? Feeling good?
0: Feeling good, baby? All right. We're going to get right into it. Today's topic... Top 15 groups in hip hop all time. Jay, you ready to chop it up, baby? Yes, let's do it, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Let's get it, man. All right. Now we're going to do ping pong style. So Jay, go ahead. Give me your, give me your honorable mentions. And then I'm going to drop my honorable mentions. Here we go. Well, you
1: know, the honorable mentions is basically, I'm just throwing some, uh, some group names out there that, uh, that I like that I kind of grew up with. Um, um, I'm a big fan. You know, we got also out there the atmosphere's a group that's worth listening to. Uh odd jobs. Um uh, let me see here. Um uh Micronauts, great group. Um uh Megahertz, check out some Megahertz, Cable Scraps, classic album then. Who else we got there? Um and then, man, I'm a big Stick Figures fan. I, I posted some of that stuff on Artist Lounge here recently, of course. A lot of cats are going to be checking that stuff out. Um, but nonetheless, man, it's worth checking out, especially if you're somebody that listening, listening to the same stuff 20 years and just need to check something new out. But those are my honorable mentions.
0: Okay. All right, and my honorable mentions is a little bit longer. But I'm going to get into it. Um, Got uh, for for the newer cats, um, not necessarily real big into the music, although my younger, my my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's 16, and she's definitely got me hip to the drip, and I love that Ric Flair drip. Uh, And that's the Migos. Uh, De La Soul, not a big fan of De La Soul. I like Buddy. Um, uh, Black Star, Cypress Hill, Grandmaster Flash, and The Furious Five. Tupac and the Outlaws, Jungle Brothers, Salt and Pepper, Kid and Play, Brand Nubian, Killer Army, Ghetto Mafia, Run the Jewels, Naughty by Nature, Gangstar. I'm sorry, not Gangstar, my bad. Uh X Clan, T R U, Three Six Mafia, Hot Boys. Um so those are some of the guys that uh that I definitely um you know, want to give give some props to you, even though they didn't quite make the list. And then also no, I, and, and I I'm might, I, no, no, it's okay. And I did make an exception um, and I might have had a little sip of tongue there. I did make an exception for one of the groups, but I did kind of think about what you're talking about as a group. Uh, um, now, I did break a little bit of your rules because, you know, I, I got my own list, but um, like Eric B. And Rakim is an honorable mention. A lot of people say, whoa, but um, I think, like you said, you know, with a duo and then there's always this air of controversy. Marley Moss started Eric B's like, look, you know, I went and read and did some stuff. Uh, uh, and you can, uh, I think it's, um, uh, one of the really good, uh, one of the really good radio stations, Jack, the something, I think they got the uh, camouflage hat, the camouflage, uh, army hat. Anyway, that's like their logo. He does a, a show and Eric B is on there. He's like, man, I did all the work. You know, I was, you know, the producer. Yeah. We had a team, and cats, Marley was part of that team, but he's like, you know, he, his name didn't get on the linear notes for a reason or the liner notes. Um, as some, you know, essentially to get paid, there's a reason for that. And so, um, but with, with all that being said, I, you know, much respect to Rakim. That's the God MC, but, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't make it. And, uh, me and you were talking about this yesterday, DJ Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince, and, you know, I had him up there on a couple drafts, but ultimately, even though DJ Jazz Jeff is my favorite DJ, I had to cut him, so that's my honorable mention.
1: Hey, well, okay, and I just, just for hell of a man, I'm going there, it's full of mischief, we're checking out, uh, Company Flow, Legendary, and, you know, of course, LPs and Company Flow, so we'll talk about them later, and cannibal Locks groups like that so there's a lot out there a lot of stuff i don't know about uh so but that's the beautiful thing about doing this podcast is uh we throw our stuff out there and then people can can enlighten us most definitely with,
0: most definitely so, yeah. yeah are
1: you ready to get on this ready to get on it man who's got number 15 man 15 i got kmd um kmd's uh well i guess man if you look at them now they're an old school group um uh their first album dropped in what 91 Mr. Hood and then they've got a classic album in 9 uh in 94 that dropped uh Black Bastard um now they're t- uh you got uh Zeb Love X um and then you got DJ Subbox. um their brothers uh Zeb Love X is modern day MF Doom and so this is a group he came up with uh and hit, hit. uh so uh they dropped this and what Early '90s, um, uh, you know, Devil of X pe- appeared in that gas bass track with a Third Base, so that's kind of his crossover success there. Kind of got his name out there. Um, but there's a, and I'm not going to get into it. People can research this. But there's a big, there's a, uh, a history behind the Black bastard album uh, regarding the record label, the, the artwork on the cover, the content of the music. Uh, so they they were really pushing the envelope, but I didn't listen to them when I was, what, that was like eighth grade, uh, maybe ninth grade. I wasn't listening to them um, then. It's just that once I got into, you know, MF Doom, I kind of started listening with backtracking and listening to their music, and that's what I've done with a lot of music. Um, So, uh, but then, uh, you know, who knows what this group could have done. Sub-Rock ended up getting killed, and he got hit by a car when he, and then, so therefore, the, MF uh, X kind of went off on its own. Uh, and then next ago came back just in that soon. So KMD is my number
0: 15. Okay. What you got me. All right. Uh, my number 15, uh, coming in, I'm going with the clips, push a T and Malice. And they, uh, you know, they have one of the, you know, the hardest, uh, you know, songs the debut, that grinding. I remember I was with a friend of mine in St. Louis, uh, you know, my man Bink, our man Bink. And, uh, we were at a mall with some, uh, other group of friends and man, uh, I remember he, you know, purchased this, uh, purchased this CD. We we're up in St. Louis and he put it in the vehicle and, you know, it's quite a nice system. And man, that grinding came on, <gasps> forget about it. You know, and then, uh, and that album, you know, it wasn't just the grinding song itself. Um, uh, the, the, not, you know, that Lord willing album, the album cover, the, it's like a drop top. I believe it's like, a probably a Lincoln Continental, all black. It's, they're both sitting in the front seat. One of them is driving and they got Jesus sitting in the back seat. And so, man, like you just talk about a gangster ass, uh, cover. And the name of the album was called Lord Willin', right? And the uh, the main producers were the Neptunes, and so and they came out, man, and pretty much everything on there was was just straight banging. You know what I'm saying? And then and the thing is about the clips, they only had three albums, and they're all, um, you know, you know, I would say a rating out of five stars. I would say you know, Lord Willings a 4.5, Hell hath No is a 4, uh, Till My Casket Drops a 4. You know, the production okay. production's ultra tight. I mean, that's one thing with the Neptunes. And it's always something, and that's the one cool thing about what they did uh, with Eclipse and the sound that they do for Push-T is it's something where, you know, it's timeless because it's so ahead of everything that's current, and so it, it keeps up the pace. And so, you know, you can go back and listen to Lord Willen, Hell Hath No Flurry, or Till uh, the casket Drops. You know, I keep one of them in the bins at all times. When my wife lets me drive it, one of them is in the bins. and wow. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 yeah, and it bumps because that's a nice system in there. And, yeah, and like I said, the music is timeless just because of that production, and, man, those flows are so nice. I mean, those guys, crisp, clear, concise, and that coke rap, man, you know, to a science, I mean they really perfected it to where it's elegant, you know it's like art, the way that they spit, so yeah, clips fits, in.
1: yeah, and so i'm I'm familiar with grinding, and uh see, I kinda I heard that track, and I think' if there's some uh hi- history behind dropping other albums? I don't know, and, and people can look that up, but I thought there was a story behind the fact that you know maybe that was just Pusha Ts solo stuff, um but uh. But, yeah so I guess we um you, now it's my turn
0: yes Taking the pause. so yep yep, um,
1: yep, and i'm my number fourteen, I went with typical cats out of chicago um it's a I actually got turned on them kind of later than than usual, uh you know, it was a few years after their their uh their debut album they they dropped their subtitle album typical cats in two thousand and one. Uh are Galapagos for uh, record, labels, dope rep- record label, dope record label. They consist of uh, MC's Quail, which is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Qua's Bar, dope MC. He did drop a lot of solo, solo stuff. And then there's Dennis and Kane. And then you got DJ uh, Natural. Um, so three MCs. And one, I, they had their debut album, Typical cast dope. Just dope. Just dope stuff. And then the, where where I got turned on to was Civil Service, which dropped in 2004. Uh, and it's a classic album. And then in uh, 2012, which is there's an eight-year gap, they, they ended up dropping the album three. So they, they came out with three albums. Um, and I know there's uh, groups out there that uh, have dropped really a lot of good albums. Uh, I know I had Brand Newbie in it on my list at one point. At the same time, for me, I can listen to the self-titled typical cats and the civil service all the way through, and there's just something new and different. And what I love about typical cats is they're all, they're all, uh, Quasar, Quail is a dynamic MC. Quasar is a dynamic MC as well. And then you got Denison Kane. I don't think he's a dynamic MC, but he he brings this harmonious rap. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, you mentioned Dogtown. You have Nate Doll. It's, he has kind of He's not, he don't sing like Nate Dog, but it's more, it's, 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 it's toned down compared to the quail and Quasar. are kind of tones right. everything down. So right. it's just a, a really good, really good mix, um, uh, with their, with their style. So, uh, I have typical pet 14.
0: Okay. Um, for myself at number 14, let me see who we got. Oh, Yes, yes, yes. I told you I had to reshuffle the deck and I really, uh, you know, you got me thinking about that real, just grimy, you know, know, it's that real grimy, grimy sound. And, um, a group that I got hip to by listening to Gangstar and becoming acquainted with them. And, um, I, you know, I looked them up on, on, on my own, but I did get you know people to shout them out. My boy Bink, yourself, uh, even said they yeah, had these guys are pretty tight. Uh, but I think I had heard th- about them a little bit before you did, um, and that is the mash out Posse, M O P, Little hey, Fame, and, and Billy Danzini. And you talk about some underground, straight up, you know, underground, grimy. Um, you know, these guys, and that's another group I forgot to shout out cause they're a duo, but they did have a really good debut shout out my, although I think Noriega did the, the body of the work because Capone was locked up and I like Noriega's voice, but we, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention CNN as an honorable mention, but yeah, when you talk about that grimy New York sound, MOP, man, to the death in 94, firing squad in 96, uh, first family uh, for life. Uh, in 98 and then um, that was an album sampler I'm looking at Discogs that's the one you recommended very good website if you want to do the knowledge and do a deep dig they even give you the list of the versions of albums then the Warriors in 2000 uh, and it looks like they did a mixtape and it looks like they did like another mixtape was M.O.P. presents The Marksman then they came out in 2004. Um, they got uh, Mash Out Posse, then Ghetto Warriors in 2006, Foundation in 2009, um, Snow Goon Sparta in 2011, Street Certified in 2015, Ghetto Warfare Sampler, then how about some Hardcore? These are just singles. So it cuts off the last one, 2015. So that spans a pretty good lifetime a music where are we looking at almost twenty years or- or over twenty years ninety four to what yeah, yeah ninety four to what are we looking at ninety four to two thousand fifteen pretty solid buddy yeah yeah
1: yeah so I, and you know you're talking about the, and I don't know who's on your group uh, your list uh but you you know uh uh you know you got people are gonna say oh mom be, then some people throw Mob Deep out there too. say, so I look at them you know, more as Mob Deep fans.
0: Yeah, I look at them more as a collective, you know, because like you're saying, like you know, you know, primarily it's Prodigy and Havoc, but um, you know, mom, you know, like honestly, they're like their two biggest so- songs sound exactly the same to me. Like I can't even yeah. differentiate which songs, well, which, and hey, hey, you know what. <laughs> exactly, and, and the thing is, is I can swear to God, I think they use the same lyrics, man. You know, like, uh, yeah, whichever the Survival of the Fittest and the other one, I swear to God, man, like, it's I think they use the same lyrics. Crook. Yeah, uh, shook ones. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they sound exactly the same, and I swear to God. One of them cats used the same verse, or like at least some of the same exact bars, you know. Because I'm like, man, I should never ever differentiate between those songs. And I'm not saying that's, not, yeah, that's not a good thing, man. Like, do you, you shouldn't be having a bunch of songs that sound the same. Now, you know what? I ain't hating on the mob because I do like mob deep. I'm just being honest with that, you know. Because you're right, a lot of stuff does sound the same. But but mob deep, um, know, yeah, they're honorable mention, but they, no, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't for me at least. Yeah. I'd rather okay, ha- I, so, I'd rather listen to M O P.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So um so we're gonna switch over to me. I'm at number 13 mm-hmm. And I, this is some street music. Now I think it's a little bit more toe down and isn't as as flamboyant or when I I would use the word obnoxious, uh, as far as street music. Um um obviously cats growing up in New York City uh, that's just a whole different mentality than growing up in Columbia, Missouri. But I felt like I could connect to these guys a lot more because they weren't, like I said, obnoxious to me. Like, so it was really more like just walking the streets and and being prepared and and hustling a little bit. And uh, so I, I went with number thirteen, Smith and Weston. And, okay. Um, I um. And of course, they have a classic record. The Shining is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, the constant Rotation. I can listen to that with my kids. So there's some 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 language, a little bit of language in there, but it isn't over the top. It isn't over sexualized. So, like I said, it's not too obnoxious. Um, so, and the, the production that's on that album is so, so. I mean, it's so great. It's it's like you can chill, and it takes you takes control of your mind. You can chill and really think into and listen to the lyrics. So uh, they had the, the Shining classic album. And then, of course, you know they had the the, the uh, uh, issues with the name, and so they changed the Cocoa Brothers. To right. And, um, and 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 then so I checked out Cocoa Brothers, and uh, that Rude Awakening is a dope album, man. It took me a little bit to get used to because, man, when you're coming off the Shining and you're used to that sound, and then the Cocoa Brothers come and Rude Awakening. Uh, you know, had a different sound, but then it still brings it, and uh, um, and so yeah. Through you know, I got into Smith and Wesson just through listening to Black Moon. You mentioned you know, end of the stage, a classic album, uh, Boot Can't Click, all that Boot Can't Click. I got it. I was like all into that when I first moved to here to Tennessee. What was that like? And I was trying, I was late to the, to the game when it comes right. to that, because um, um, you know, honestly, I don't. We weren't. I'm in the art group. Uh, we weren't listening to that. So, um, but then, nah, uh, only,
0: only bits and pieces. Like I might get a little something from Beat, you know, like, Hey, check that out. Yeah. I, I might listen to it. I might not have maybe something I liked, but not like, something I was checking for. Definitely.
1: And just on that bootcamp clip, clip, uh, bootcamp clip tip. Uh, you know, there's another help to Skelter. is another great album. Nocturnal is a dope album, uh, that is, that uh, um, people need to check out if you haven't already. So that's my
0: number thirteen, Smith and Weston. All right, uh, my thirteen. and We're gonna run through this real quick. I think everybody knows it. For the second time, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Now um, yeah, I, sh- I don't have to say anything else, man. Multiple platinum plaques uh, throughout the years. These guys have had a twenty-plus year run. Um, enough said. I don't have to say anything else about Bone Thugs and Harmony. Who you got at uh, number twelve?
1: Um. I got the far side, okay, and you know i'm not i i'm not a- am not I was never in my list here consists of uh of groups that I don't necessarily listen to all the time right okay. and um although you know far side I know they got dope albums um what is that bizarre ride too the far side that, that album that' dropped got a crossover success um passing me by um which is also a um have dope, dope quincy jones uh album um but uh that was what ninety two mm-hmm. um, but the one I really liked was Glad cabin california yeah that was, that was a good album. and um uh, uh, mm-hmm. and running running and stuff the dope albums and they just got a nice clear sound, west coast representing there uh great in cheese, great flow they counter each other real well um and then they', they another album that is flipped on. Uh, that a lot of people need, probably should check out because, you know, we only have so much time in the day and there's so much music that drops and I'm no different than a lot of people but, you know, after that last cabin in California I kind of moved on because there's other music and, and that's mm-hmm. what you find so, but they have an album called Plain Rap that's a dope album as well and that dropped in 2000 so I have, uh, you know, Farsight at number, what is that, 12
0: All Right for myself, clocking in at number twelve, I got the DPGC Dog Pound Gangster Click Daz Corrupt and the late great Nate Dog. Um, and their discography, you know, they dropped at '95. Um, you know what? one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, what, seven. seven. Eight, nine, 10, 11. It's like about twelve studio albums, but a lot of those studio albums were like compilations and stuff got put together. Um now, their first album alone. I'll just concentrate on the first album, nineteen ninety five Dog Fruit. Um, out of all the death row work for, for myself, it looks like somebody's calling one of us. Um but anyway, we're going to keep pressing on. Got
1: um, somebody calling in, huh?
0: Yeah, looks like it. But at any rate, um, that, that Dog Food album, uh, to me, is the best, probably for me, myself, my favorite album out of all the death row work outside of Tupac with the Machiavelli and All Eyes on Me. And that's, you know, that, that's just Pac. And, you know. But as far as like amongst the dog pound, if, you know, as a crew, when you, you do include like Snoop and then, you know, Dre's an affiliate and he's a producer the a big homie. Which, you know, everyone was like Dre and Snoop, but really it was Daz and Corrupt because, you know, cause Snoop was cold. And he was hungry, but man, Corrupt will take your head off. And, and Daz, he's just got that nice little slick flow and he's a good shit talker. You know, he's like Tim C. They both are real good shit talkers and and they're uh good behind the boards. You know, those guys can make some beats for your ass. So dog found. There you go.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you on that. I I do think it's you know, when when looking back, uh they're, yeah, with the dog food, uh that's a better album than yeah, I'll take that over the chronic.
0: Oh, I'll take that over, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that over to Chronic. You know, I'll take that over, uh, uh, was it uh, Doggy Style? Um, The soundtracks were good. You know, some of the soundtracks were really good. But, yeah, straight up, man, like, out out of all the Death Row stuff, and you take away, because I I will pick Pac, those two albums that Pac had. Um, But outside of that, man, the Dog Pound, that, that Dog Food album is nice. And then, yeah, and and and, and, and Mark,
1: Dread, Dread. Dread. no, no, I was gonna say, saying um, so hey, hey, man, what I'm saying, and uh, even you know, all eyes on me, nice down, but as far as man, the flow, uh, of that dog town, because you know, that's the thing, especially with groups, of how i cats have how these MCs counter each other, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, the flow of the, how they flow together, man, and and Daz and Corrupt on that dog town album because it went at it, yeah, man, it's just.
0: Yeah, but I mean, kid for cat. And see, that's the thing is because, you know, Corrupt is a lyrical juggernaut, and, and you know, people might get upset, but I think that, that Daz holds his weight better with Corrupt than Big Boy does with Andre 3000. And I, and, and, and I love three stacks, but he ain't much above Corrupt, and you fuck around on the wrong day because, you know, three stacks, you know, he ain't up to He better be... Motherfucking up to par. You know, if he ever stepped in an arena, any of these motherfuckers stepped in an arena with corrupt. I'm talking to any MC on the planet that has ever breathed. If you ain't up to par and you step in an arena with young Gotti, you're getting your head chopped off. You can forget it. Period. Yeah. 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 I'm saying it. Yeah. Hey, corrupt is a beast. Now, I ain't saying he's necessarily the best. I'm telling you this. I'm saying, if you don't come with your absolute number one A-game, top of the line, premium Kobe beef, you ain't, you ain't he will murder you. Any MC. Corrupt is that cold. I think he gives that respect. You know, a lot of cats don't jump on tracks of corrupt for fear of corrupt.
1: Yeah man, I rock. it. <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother discussion.
0: Yeah. But that but that, that adds to the lore of the dog pound because hey, hey, cause hey. that cause that like I said, Daz can rap his ass off and he's a dope producer. Which you know, he you know, and I you know, and I'm really thinking about this now, you know, he may be the best combo rapper slash producer. So, yeah, Dog Pound, baby. Let's go. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. think about it. Who, who's <laughs> the best? But, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, yeah, hey, yeah, Dog Pound. Here we Put go. Put that
1: down because that's another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get into that.
0: Yeah. Well, MF, I know MF Doom. Do. Okay, buddy. All right, Dog Pound. Oh,
1: man, this way, this way, this a lot. I mean, all I right, know. all right, all
0: right. Well, we'll, we'll push you close to 30, which is good for the first segment. So, we got Dog Pound number 12. Who you got number 11 real quick? Okay, MJG. Well,
1: yeah, I uh yeah, have you mentioned them in your list? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, so okay, I'm gonna make this brief because you know a lot of people are familiar with 8 ball, and that's a perfect segue. uh listening to that coming out hard, small man, and then uh, like you said, eight uh, ball is a very slept slept on rapper man. He man, his flow is so tight. It's just unique. It, it's something different about it, and his flow is tight. And I would also like is, you know, uh, there's a lot of complex rappers. Some of the people I mentioned are kind of complex. They, they got their, their, their extended vocabulary. They can throw in a lot of words at once and stuff. And that's nice. And I do. I respect that and appreciate that. Um, but, you know, 8-Ball, MJG's nice, too. But 8-Ball, man, he's just got a very down-to-earth, ra- it's nice flow. He, the way he comes in, nice flow, very, very understandable. He's got nice metaphors. Uh so coming out hard, and then of course, you know, um on the outside looking into dope album on top of the w- world, that's really uh like i we mentioned before, The kind of uh stayed in their lane, but they also threw in some extra social commentary in there that that uh I thought was beautiful and so yeah um, and yeah, and took their game to another level. I love seeing that, and that's as you know, as a forty five year old man i I' mentioned to you before. I'm not necessarily hip here, uh, listening to the same cats that I was listening to when I was 20, talking about being in the club and the same old shit. I want to, I want to, you know, I'd like to think that my mind has grown in the last 25 years, at least a little bit. Right. And I'd like to see, see that you've done that too, that your mind's on some different shit. So, um, in ball, and they did that early tell damn, I was what, 22. And they, they were bringing that knowledge. So, um, and a lot of these, some of these groups especially get the top 10, but I got into A G A ball, uh, number 11.
0: Okay. Um, quickly, I got at number 11, um, and we're at number 11, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause you went in there. Um, but number 11, I got above the law. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm going with Above the law at number 11. Um, their first album, these guys are out of Pomona you got um uh gomac uh chaos and uh cold one eighty seven and uh i believe uh, i want to say cold one eighty seven also produced a lot of the albums and I do know that for a fact and he you know was part of Uncle Sam's curse that production team as uh, uh, also a rapper. And that's my favorite song from them. But that Living Like a Hustlers, you know, we go back and we kind of talk about that death row and that West Coast tree. Um, When uh, Living Like Hustlers came out, that came out on priority. And these guys came out right after, like, D.O.C. It was like N.W.A. At first it was like N.W.A. in the posse, then EZE, then Straight Outta Compton, then D.O.C., and then these cats. Before, and then like Cube, they were coming out as Cube and all that stuff was, you know, leaving and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, man, Living Like a Hustler, that's Trey's best production work to me, without a doubt. His best sonic work, um, all his stuff, and people, oh, blah, they. Go listen to Living Like Hustlers. Black Mafia Life, solid. Time Will Reveal, solid. Legends is solid. Um, That's why I kind of fell off after that. Much like you said, kind of got off with some different stuff. But these guys, I'm looking here, they went from 89, I think the last album, 2013. Long, illustrious, well-respected, West Coast veterans, Um, and like like we were talking before, these guys are like OGs. When you hear them rap, they're different than in WA where Ice Cube, you could tell that he sounded like a teenager. You know, he didn't sound like a grown yeah, yeah. man. His nuts hadn't dropped yet. He still kinda had a little high pitch in his voice, you know. Um, you know, really the only one probably the one that sounded the hardest was Ren. Cause Easy just had that cool ass voice. Easy sounded like the motherfucker that you want to hang out with and get fucked up with. You know what I'm saying? And that was his persona, just the you know the cool cat. But uh, Red sounded like the you know at least to me, like even though Cube's rhymes probably were a little bit harder, just because Cube I think was just a better MC. Um, and I don't think nobody's gonna argue that. But uh, Red had that voice, you know. To me, Rand was the one. But that's a later conversation. Anyway, that's who I got above the law. I don't want to take nothing away from them. This is about them right now. Above the law, I got clocking in at number eleven. Jay, that that gets us right up to the break, man. We're at yeah, right about thirty-three minutes. Not too bad. Okay, everybody, um, we're gonna go ahead and cut to our first break. All right, everybody, welcome back to part two. Episode four, Top 15 Groups in Hip Hop All Time, is your man, Joe Militant, with my special guest, Sugar J. All right, Sugar J, let's get into it. We've already ran down, uh, what, 15 through 11? And so we're not going to do that again. Um, listen to the first part of the cast to get that. Here we go. And so, what are we doing? We're going, uh, what? 10 through 6. 10 through 6. Ten. Yeah, 10 through 6. You are correct. All right. Uh, you just heard because, you know, Shug left us with eight ball and MJG. All I want to do is just play that. Like you said, man, these guys had a lot of poignant, uh, uh rhymes. It wasn't just about, um, the cars and stuff and, and having fun, the girls, because they did that. Um, they got some really good player, you know, southern, really soul stuff, Uh, but um, for my list, I couldn't really separate, so they're 10B, 10A, UGK, Underground Kings, from Fort Arthur, Bun B, Pimp C, Um, if you don't know about UGK, you need to know about UGK, all I'm going to do is real quick uh, for the second time, because there's other artists we do want to get to, but I don't want to short stick them, too hard to swallow. Super tight, riding dirty, dirty money, underground kings. UGK for life. Uh, unfortunately, Pimp C passed away. Um, but you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, again, all four stars at the minimum. And if you want to talk about some, just some really southern, those gospel organs. And then uh Jay, you mentioned like with the harmonizing and stuff, uh the beats that uh that Pimp that Pimp C would put together. Um man, I tell you what, I, I I just gained such an appreciation for them when I moved to Texas in nineteen ninety nine. I already liked them. I remember hearing some stuff from Super Tight and I remember hearing some stuff from Riding Dirty. Uh, our boy Cabosh, you know, he was always bumping some U G K. And uh, I didn't really get up on too hard to swallow. Now my introduction to them was was just like you and our good friend Lee Jones, and that was off of the Epic Minnesota Society soundtrack. And do you remember that cut that UGK had?
1: for a pocket full of stones.
0: Yes, sir. And that was the sound that was totally different. You know, when we heard it, you know, that was something like, "Who are these cats?" Um, and they did not disappoint. You know, from there on. Um nothing but uh some of the dopest stuff that come out of the South. Um so um and, and uh if you're a fan of Southern rap, um a lot of the so called best rappers from the South, um, you know, UGK is their favorite group. So it's like your favorite rappers, favorite group, who did they grow up on, who do they say, um, because a lot of them, you know, they may be a little bit younger for Ghetto Boys. Um, where they got to tail in, but they didn't really get that full extent. But UGK, they got the got the full extent of it. And so, yeah, UGK. So go ahead, Jay, you're up.
1: Okay, so number 10, and I'm not going to put a lot of time, you know, uh, not a, a lot of time into this. Um, a lot of these in my top 10 are familiar groups. A majority of them are, so I'm not going to put a lot of t- uh, time into it. At the same time, it's some of these groups, if you don't know who they are, then um, then I I guess you need to dig a little bit deeper. Um, but on number 10, I threw in Run-DMC. I had to go with the, the super old-school group. Um, at okay. the same time, man, Run-DMC was, to me, at the time, you know, when you're listening to some of that uh, old-school rap, you know, uh, Rappers Alive, stuff like it, that, Kumo cool D, then Run-DMC came in hard. And had a, they did for me had a hard town.
0: Yeah, and, uh, No, definitely. yeah, definitely,
1: yeah. Yeah, and so you know the cover her
0: leather bullshit. Cover her leather came hard than the motherfucker. Yeah, and
1: that's, that's that that self titled run DMC and that, that came out in eighty four. Yeah, King of Rock, dope album eighty five, um uh Brazen Hell, which, you know, gave us mm-hmm. more crossover success. Um, and and that was what, uh, eighty six? Hey man, which I'm um, Saying 86, man, that's a long time ago. Top of the Leather, like you mentioned, and um, then you get into what? Even Down with the King, that was 93. I uh, that's, that my fa- that's my
0: favorite song out of all the stuff that they did, and they didn't make my list. There are a there, and I should have put them as an honorable mention because you were right, and they get, I mean. Honestly, and this is what about these lists that make them subjective. So people, please, you know, hit us up. You can go to anchor.fm, go to It's a Wrap by Joseph Kenny. And um, if you've got suggestions um, of your own with your own list, uh, hit it up uh, or, you know, hit that up there. And you can uh, uh, find ways to communicate with me. There is an email address that you can find there. Um, you can also, if you're a really big fan of the show uh reach out to me on Facebook I'm not hard to find Joseph Kinney if you're funny style you you might not get a reply back but you know you come correct um definitely you know so we we definitely want to um, get input from you guys and hear what y'all think so yeah good one Jay yeah
1: so and you know if had a lot of social commentary in, mm-hmm. in their album.
0: yeah that down so, with the know, chain know, a lot man
1: or the MC's Curtis Blow and um, a uh, lot of lot of the series, had a lot of social commentary, and and uh, Run DMC did that. And, you know, it's, you know, I think what '84, I was probably what second third grade, and you know, you pay attention to those lyrics and enlighten you a little bit. It kind of makes you think a little bit uh, more. So, um, and, and that, I always think I think that's a positive thing, and I think that's kind of what lacks in a lot of the music for younger kids these days. But, so, I'd run DMC at number ten.
0: Okay. And, and and that's solid. I mean, you can't, I'm not going to argue with it. Like I said, they didn't crack my top 15, but I'm not going to never take nothing away from uh, Run DMC. You know what I'm saying? So, um, flowers to them and, and hats off to them. Okay, I got uh, number nine. I got uh, checking in. Um, and I know you're not big on duos, but man, I had to do it. I'm sorry. And this is my list, so I got to do it. And that's Gangstar, uh, Premier, and, and, and Guru. Again, I don't want to cover too much because we shouldn't have to, as Jason said, um because we you know, we're doing the knowledge for you, um, a little bit, but like you said, some of this is you know, uh some of these are staples. If you're a hip hop head and if you're a younger cat, we ain't dogging you in no shape or form because, you know, I've come to appreciate it as being the old curmudgeon of the hip hop and feeling like I'm a connoisseur of the finer things of hip hop as far as the music and really Trying to listen to good stuff and dope stuff. Um, there is some good dope stuff that these young cats are, are putting out, and these younger groups like the Migos and, and others like that. And I ain't gonna take nothing away from them. They haven't quite, for me, cracked that 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 you know legendary echelon status because I think all these groups we're talking about, all these groups are legendary, you know, and that's what it takes to get on a all time list. Is you got to be legendary, legendary. But they're they're paving the way, and they might be bumping some groups off. But I don't want to take nothing away from them. Um, so the, you know, young cats, you know, not the from y'all, but, um, you know, you, you really do have to be a master doing this and gangstar. That's what they are. You got the, you know, one of the greatest, uh, uh, producers slash DJs of all time, impeccable conditionals. And, you know, like we were talking about guru, you know, you, you know, he could have been on my top 15 list. He wasn't, but he was honorable mention. I mean, guru was a gifted. What, what, what's his acronym for guru? Remember what that was? It was I was a gifted something. Uh, um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, let's go down. I'm just gonna review their discography real quick. After that, you know what I'm saying, folks. You guys go go check them out. Um, they came out uh, with No More New Minister Nice Guy in '89. Wild Pitch Records,
1: it's, and that's not a bad album.
0: And then Step Into the Arena. That's a classic album uh Daily Operation, solid album. I would give that one about like a three point seven five stars, um uh, maybe three point five, hard to earn. That's a four mic or I'm sorry, four star. Dope album. Yeah, dope. Really dope album. Uh then uh Moment of Truth. That's the to me that really is their moment of truth. In ninety eight, that's the pinnacle. When Moment of Truth came out, man, that that is a certified hip hop classic album. There's not a bad song on that album. Period. Point blank.
1: That's it. Yeah, and and you know, and I would definitely throw Gangstar on there. Like I said, I would come with basically multiple MCs, and and then you met Gurus gifted, unlimited rhymes, and uh, you know. Yes, yeah,
0: yes, that's it. Yes, and uh, then the owners, which I on that one, and I remember when it came out in two thousand three, and Guru, um, or I'm I'm sorry, uh, Premier really stuck his foot into the production on this one. I mean. You know, the the cuts and scratches was just on point. M.O.P. made a legendary appearance um, on there. And I tell you what, you, you know, you talk about some stuff where you just want to mash out with your boys or just roll out, um, uh, put up or shut up, sabotage. Right where you stand with J.D. Kids. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, who got guns? And that's the one with M.O.P. <laughs> <laughs> that's one you just beat up the street with. Riot Act is another one. Play the win's a nice one. They have a nice little uh um and I and I might I might be able to play this one, this is a nice little skit where they take a little take off of grinding where uh guru there's a little uh, riff called Heine. Heine And that's a little that's a nice one. And then same same team, no games. Banger. In this life. I think that's with Snoop. You don't like uh, that one that's a banger or you don't like snoop but that 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 one's uh then the owners that's the self-titled song zoning is another one and then eulogy where um again premiere like premiere just laces that whole album so yeah uh uh, gangstar okay so man
1: i'm at uh i'm at number nine and i'm not going to get to.
0: Now, did you give us number ten? Did you give us number ten? You gave us number ten, All
1: right? Yeah, I had run James Dean. Okay, yeah, you're right, group. right? Another familiar group. Number nine, I got Public Enemy. I'm, I, you know, Public Enemy. Uh, uh i just get. Of course, they had a nice run there. I'm not a huge fan of Yo Bum R- Rush the, the show. Right. A uh, good album though, but it, uh, and it, for the time, it's just like that first Gangster album. You know, it just, it, yeah, it was hit. Uh, but then you get into it Takes a uh, nation of millions uh, t- Sorry man, it takes a nation of millions To hold us back Main Slammin' album, great album uh, Fear of Black Planet, come on These are just classic hip-hop albums uh, uh, Apocalypse nine One, The Enemy Strikes Back, That's a dope album um, I think that's like my Junior year that came out So they had a nice stretch run That was from like basically 87 to, to 91 And then, you know you got your, your he got game, but uh, but that stretch run with public enemy, I'm I'm you know I like that uh, anti-establishment sound. Uh, I'm more into like dead prez and I even like uh, nonfiction and and even Jedi Mind those are groups that come to okay. mind. That, that right. food, that's another group. Those are those are groups that I think uh, uh, are a little bit more edgy and I think a little bit more genuine than um, okay. than uh, public enemy as far as, you know, talking to talk and, and walking to walk. So, nonetheless, you can't take away what, uh, what Public Enemy, um, their contribution to hip-hop and the growth. And I guarantee you all those groups that I mentioned would name uh, had heavy influence on uh, the coup and uh, Dead Pred, Get a Mind Tricks, Nonfiction, fiction that 80 rap that... Uh, Basically, not scared
0: to tell it how it is. All right. Well, let's concentrate on Public Enemy and move on to the next.
1: Well, yeah, I'm just. Okay. What do you want more to say about Public Enemy?
0: Okay. Well, I got them up on my list. I haven't hit them yet, so I'll touch up on a little bit. We'll get into a little bit of the discography. Um, Now, um, coming up, we got number eight. Um, I got uh, the Beastie Boys. Um, again, legendary rap crew to me, um, and they were part of my kind of, like, formation of being a young kid on the playground, and, you know, we always had a radio, somebody always had a radio going, and we you know, we're listening to breakdance music, you know, and, and it was rap music, and it was, like, the Fat Boys run DMC, and then I remember, I think it was my man Corey Hayes, either him or, might have been Colin Orr, or maybe, like, Ryan Doxley. They brought that tape, and, and then White Boy's just kicking. And you can't take nothing away from them. Um, I know a lot of people like, oh, they're not necessarily rap. Nah, they're rap, man. When they came into the game, they was rappers. You know, they had a different style. They was party guys. You know, uh, uh, Paul Revere, Fight for Your Right to Party. Uh, my personal favorite is Brass Monkey. Uh, that's a really good drink. I don't even know if they sell it anymore. But that Brass Monkey will do the trick every time, buddy. If you never had that drink, youngsters, you're missing out. Brass, Monkey. That's Monkey, Monkey. Then we got Paul's Boutique, a critically acclaimed album. Uh, then you got Check Your Head, dope album. Dope. Um, uh, you got Ill Communication, Bob Bill, What we'll could the Ill Communication? Bob oh, Bill. Oh, man, that was a nice little cut with uh, uh, Q-Tip. And that album is dope as hell. Um, Hello, Nasty, Smooth, you know, really dope stuff. They got into yeah, they, they, some they, electronic they, they, type of stuff, but it was dope.
1: Really dope. Yeah, it was really still rooted in hip-hop. Yeah. You? They never huh. saw away. Oh, from- yeah, yeah.
0: Even even with Paul's Boutique, when there was, like, a lot more live instrumentation, man, the flows on there is some of the best stuff. I think some of their best work that they ever have done. They've got a really great single. Um, they had Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. That was a good one in 2011. Um, and then, let's see, it says... Uh, one, I can't really make out. It says Earn Mickey, Beastie Boys, Rock the Cowbells. That was a mixtape. came out in 2019, but that's definitely after, I believe it was Ad Rock passed away, right?
1: Yeah, so yeah. here you and, and Hey, right,
0: right. that was a big loss to hip hop, man, straight up.
1: After. A bit, I was kind of, you
0: know. Hey, you're, it, you're breaking up a little bit, bud. If you're on speaker, if you can't take me off. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, if you can take it off speaker and just, you know, if you can, just for the sound quality. If yeah, possible. I'm not on speaker. Okay, that's better. Yeah, that's much better.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Hello Nasty, uh, what did they have, that Intergalactic mm-hmm. kind of song that, yeah, it kind of got some hype there. but I was off into some other stuff, but here in the last few years, I, I started buying it. So I, I got the whole, I bought all the. Oh, and I forgot
0: 2004. Which was kind of like a semi comeback for them, just because they hadn't, you know, because they were so consistent with dropping stuff. Really, the only time that they had a little bit of time off was between 94 and 98, you know, communication and hell nasty. They took a little bit more time off. Came back in ninety or two thousand four with two the five boroughs, which is a really field, yeah, yeah, yes, indeedly, diddly.
1: And then that a uh, the hot hot sauce committee. That's a nice mm-hmm. also, I All the. And like you mentioned, you know, they kind of, you know, and I I, I respect artists that do this. But, you know, sometimes people just get, you know, rappers, they, they, they explore other music. So I think uh, Andre 3000 did the same thing. They kind of get tired of rap. It's something that comes easy to them. Maybe it's not as challenging or maybe they've exhausted all their, uh, um, in their you know, just exhausted their best work. Right, and so, you know, I know these two boys, they always played instruments, and, and they were really influenced by well, jazz. What well, like, They played
0: they yeah. some instrumental jazz stuff. Well, I mean, I, I think that people need to note this, and I don't know if a lot of hip-hop people do. I think some, like, people in the know in hip-hop, and it's not to say that, like, we're in the know. Look, man, we're from a small little redneck town It's called itself a college in Progressive Town, Columbia, Missouri, which is far from it, but that's another uh, another show. But anyway, you know, so we're not in the know, but we follow hip-hop, and, you know, that's something that we, I will say we eat, sleep, and shit, at least, you know, um, for the most part. I mean, that's that's what we do, man, and, um, yeah, I agree with you, Jay, you know, 100% everything you were saying. Um, I think the thing with uh, the Beastie Boys, man, is they don't get, some of the credit because they are white, and it's not an Eminem thing. I think it's more just because, like you said, they have the live instrumentation. They were like a pop, a, a punk act. And that's what I'm saying, like people in the know, you know that they were a punk act. You know, kind of coming out, but uh, you know, but they also like, like you said, like to experiment and rap with something new. And they was like, man, this is dope. You know, they're hanging around Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin, and they're they're all hanging around in different clubs and stuff where the punk and the rap scene and the graffiti artists and the break dancers, man, they're all coalescing and mingling amongst each other. So there's a lot of, you know, Debbie Harry, all them cats, you know, it was all, you know, Fat Five Freddy. They're all mixing it up and chopping it up and they all knew each other. But, you know, tell people who is Mike D's daddy and and, and how important this cat is. And this is a little bit off hip hop, but it's important to know, because now you can see why, this group is so dope. Who's Mike D is that?
1: Well, it's Mike. it's, uh, what, Neil Diamond. So, and of course, the, obviously they had money pushing them, but, um, that doesn't take away the fact that talent, it probably, was, it was easier for them to come up, uh, a lot easier for them to come up, uh, uh, compared to other groups, uh. So.
0: Yeah, well, and the thing is, though, I think, you know, and I'm not going to take it out and away from that, because I think that uh, they want than earn their right and earn their way in. Oh, yeah. And,
1: and, and,
0: and, and the thing with, with Neil Diamond is this dude is like a um, great songwriter. You know, this dude wrote a lot of great songs, performed a lot of great songs uh, in the 70s. Um, now, he's as white-bred as white America as you can get. Um but he had a little touch of soul in him. Not a whole lot, but a little touch. You know, Neil Diamond's respectable. Yeah. Little, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little drop. You know, brothers, you know, uh Stan can be like, you know, the white boy's all right, you know, you know, he's just that type of food. You know, if Neil Diamond comes on, we probably won't turn the station. Whereas some other stuff we might be like, you know, if you're listening to uh one of them one of them stations we used to you know, them rock stations back in the day, you know, we probably would have kept Neil Diamond on. Yeah, they would have been I. Right. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I, ironically, with as far as number eight, I had Beastie Boys too. So we've covered that. All right. Um. So we're. Let's, yeah. So it's, it's, it's on the one that you, number seven.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number seven. <laughs> Oh, I'm looking at the wrong side. I was like, no, nah, that's, that's not my list. All right. All right, number seven, we already covered them, Public Enemy. Um, just a, a quick discography real quick. Just like you said, and I know you're a little bit disappointed with Chuck D, um, because uh, uh you know, and, and you and we and you've mentioned that. Um but just quick uh discography, man. Yeah, you know, was it Yo Bum Rush the Show? Um It takes the Nation Mill Holds you know, Back, Fear of a Black Parent uh apocalypse 91 enemy strikes black then music in our or music in our message uh then there's a poison going on revolver lucian uh new world odor uh rebirth of a nation um how do you sell soul to a soulless people most of my heroes still don't apply uh, or appear on those stamp, uh, the evil empire of everything, man plans, God laughs, and nothing is quick in the desert. And I know they just recently dropped something in lieu of all the, uh, George Floyd, uh, stuff, and, you know, and that was terrible. What happened to brother George? And, uh, you know, they, you know, Chuck and Flav came together despite their recent differences, uh, to make a little joint, uh, for, uh, Brother George, and it was a nice, nice song, but yeah, dude, uh, public Enemy. Okay. So I'm going to my
1: number seven, right? So we're yeah. There. Yeah.
0: We're at, we're at about 30 minutes, but yeah, remember, uh, we did go a little bit long, so we'll have some edits. So we're good. I think we're good with time, you know, about, you know, five to eight more minutes. So we're good.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, let's, so I've got run the duel to number seven. I'm oh, okay. Run All right. 2013. Uh, all of their albums. They've got five albums, all their albums are dope. Um, you know, it's not something I've really tapped into a lot, um, uh, but it is what it is. They've got a lot of crossover success, big LP fan, Company Flow, uh, Natural Elements. I'm all big LP fan. And then you have, you know, you're talking about New York City collaborate with Killer Mike Atlanta and then doing what they're doing. They have, uh, they, they're uh, independent. They, uh, they, they, uh, you know, social commentary, just edgy stuff. Uh, you know, I really—they're—they could be on the run to be number one for me. So, um, I mean, how many people have five critically acclaimed albums? And to tell you the truth, man, Run the Jewels is really kind of the modern-day uh, public enemy. Mm-hmm. And Very much they so. Are, they, Very much yeah, so. And and, and so, um, I got Run the Jewels at number seven.
0: Okay. Yeah. At number seven. Okay, here we are. Last one of the day, and then we're gonna call it a wrap before we get into our top five, which will be a special episode. Where we'll go into a little bit de- uh, deeper dive into that top five because it's gonna be a standalone episode. So, for myself, I got NWA niggas with attitudes, Ice Cube, MC Ren, Easy E. DJ Yella, and Dr. Dre, and don't forget about the Arabian Prince um, who helped craft a lot of that sound, and then also don't forget about the DOC who also wrote a lot of music for NWA, you know, and EZE in, in, in that era, and, um, you know, West Coast Pioneers, um, you know, that's how the South of West was one, man, EZE, um, you know, people need to give Easy his flowers. He should be mentioned amongst all the pioneering greats of hip-hop, Russell Simmons, any of them. You know, Easy did that, and he doesn't get his credit. Um, and like Easy said, what and this is off of NW, a little bit off track, but like you said, uh, what when when, when Dre tried to diss him, what he said, yeah, but Dre, day only make Easy's payday. That dude was a hell of a businessman. You know, he set the model – that, that uh, um, you know, James Prince was able to follow and really blow it up, you know, and then Master P behind that, and then uh, Cash Money. But, you know, it really did start with Easy um, showing cats that you can go independent and really, really do it. You know, because to some extent you had Short Dog and he was doing his thing, and those are some of the cats that, at least I remember as a young kid, you know, kinda of being independent, but he even short was signed a jive, so he wasn't completely independent. Whereas, you know, Ruthless was ruthless, that was easy. And man in WA, yeah. Strata Compton legendary album, Niggas for Life, post Ice Cube, you know, we we discussed that. That album bangs. So yes, and WA, number six. Who you got, Jay?
1: Number six I got lost La Soul.
0: <laughs>
1: and Buddy. <laughs>
0: my buddy. Oh yeah, man. Hey, man, you got to
1: give I Listen, i got all the day lost souls. Well, uh, no, I know you would,
0: you would have
1: all the day lost. I know, it is, but it's not like I listen to them all the time. I just collect because I collect. Uh, but uh, I listen to some day lost souls sometimes. I will doing, you know, you know uh, Three Feet High and Rising, and, you, you know, we've got Prince Paul Production, great producer, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, but um, Three Feet High and Rising, crossover success there. Um uh, one of my favorite Day Lost Soul albums is Day Lost Souls Dead. They followed up. In, they, they should
0: have stayed dead. They should have stayed that way. Yeah,
1: and then looking Like Larry
0: Holmes slapping in sick.
1: Okay, yeah, it it's all good, man. Uh, <laughs> uh Balloon Line State dope album, probably arguably their best album. Uh in nineteen ninety three, it's takes a tie, dope album.
0: Which one had uh, Buddy? Which one had Buddy?
1: I'm not sure you, uh, which one I'm not sure which one had Buddy I think was that 3C High rise?
0: you remember Buddy
1: well, so That's and the then best we take some time and uh, you know then you, you had albums like The Grind Date uh, uh, The Impossible Mission and, and you know they're even still it's not my like I said I'm not a big day long guy I don't sit down and uh, sometimes I put a CD in, so it's it's, it's more off
0: the strength and just respect. Just saying, hey, you guys are some solid cats, and you're just gonna give them their respect. That's what you
1: yeah, saying. Yeah, a lot of a lot of right. a lot of my. Uh, choices are
0: out of respect. Yeah, well, they, they just never, you know, we ran down a deadline, and I don't I don't mean to hate on them, you know, but you know, look, dude, you know, Pac said what he said, and I like Pac, dude, and I don't doubt it, because there was some stuff that was leaked where you could hear them on the radio talking some bullshit, and there's interviews where they on there, and even Q-Tip, you know, Fifey really wasn't in that, you know, Fifey kept his mouth shut, but, you know, these cats getting all sanctimonious, you know, and that's not cool. Well, I mean, yeah, and there, there yeah. well, well, is. Well, the thing is, but they, but those guys, those guys, and I, and I know that, like, you know, they're from New York City, and they ain't gonna take no shit. But man, ain't nobody afraid of them niggas. And ain't nobody, you know, like man, you, you strike zero fit. Are, and so to be talking shit, man, come on, man, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, it's like you yeah. the what cat the cats five, cats, the cats locked up and shit and here you go want to try to kick a motherfucker when they down. That's some bitch shit. But I always thought they was bitches anyway. And they and they sound like bitches.
1: Well, anyway, yeah, so. <laughs> anyway,
0: they're
1: my number six, man. They they got a nice catalog. They're still doing it. They the good they good father rhymers. For me, um it I it gets it gets a little bit redundant, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: So and I shouldn't be so
0: harsh there. on them. I really shouldn't, man. You know, p- you know, peace of Deadline, man. That's just my fan heart coming out for Pac. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, no, that's right. what that yeah, is. So th- they, I, I, the catalog got a deep catalog. They have longevity. They never did solo projects. Um, they, you know, they were a group group. That's how you identify them. Daylock Soul as a group. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. A lot of did they even do
0: nobody did no solo stuff they might have did like some like guest appearance solo here and there, but none of them had solo album, did they?
1: No, I got that I'm aware of and then so and then the last one was two thousand sixteen, and the anonymous uh, nobody and
0: were and, were uh, any of them even good enough to do a solo well, album that,
1: well that's a, and that's a, the, the anonymous nobody is uh is, is a solid album it's not something I pump all the time, but I know a lot of people aren't sure what it's like it is like That.
0: No, and I'm asking like, do you think that any of them are was even good enough of a rapper to hold his own weight on his own album or have his own career solo?
1: Well, I I think that about a lot of. Uh, no, I'm asking about all- I'm
0: asking about them specifically. I don't want to hear about anybody else. Sure. I don't
1: know. You know, I I I'm not sure. Um, you know, it, I mean that's hypothetical, but uh, some people a lot of these cats I think in groups um, that's kind of the boat they're in. There's not a ton of you know, you know, you mentioned Ice Cube. Uh, ice Cube, you really is the only
0: one out of uh NWA that had a solid solo career. You can say if you grand, but man, some catch came no, maybe
1: he, had a good album. Shit he went
0: Yeah, he went platinum every time he went out there and, and the boots were bad. Shit. You know, yeah I consider yeah. easy a hell of a rap career.
1: Anyone, say, well, shit. I don't think he had a good, I
0: mean, you know, me, looking back, I'd say this shit's pretty whack. I, 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 I would, would say, say I, 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 w- I, well, that, yeah, that's one way to look at it, but i tell you what, I if I'm, like, outside, and I'm barbecuing, and I'm getting my ribs on, and I'm getting my brisket on, um, I'm definitely going to listen to uh, 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 some N.W.A. before I listen to some motherfucking daylight La Soap. I ain't, I neither one of them. Well, that's cool, but I well, I, well, I can tell you what, well, well I tell you what. Then if you ain't gonna listen to neither one of them, how you gonna have that sold that how your list? If you if you're admitting that you're not even gonna listen to them, I mean, come on, man. Well,
1: yeah, here's the thing. Like I said, I, like I said, Joey, I'm not gonna. Uh, it's this isn't about necessarily what I think my favorite stuff is. It's just you know understanding. Oh yeah, understanding but. Everything deep catalogs and I have De La Soul
0: number six. Okay. Well so you just find you know, it like I say, I just you know, I'm I, you know, I wasn't a big fan even before the, all the Tupac stuff whatever, but then that just was like ice on the cake for me. because like, those cats man, like hey, I think it was because some of the kids that we grew up around that were like big De Faux fans, they were they sounded just like you. Well, you know, they probably went too smart and you, know, you listen, easy, you gotta be ignorant. So, you know, you got a lot of people who are who, I, I, yeah. I didn't even say
1: nothing like that.
0: Well you just said Easy E, if you listen to Easy E compared to Dead Soul, the Easy sounds ignorant in elementary school. I,
1: I didn't say, again, I said I might want to listen to it when I'm 12 years old. Well, okay,
0: well, that's a
1: approximation.
0: Okay, I understand what you're saying, but. When you put it in that context, you got you know people. Oh yeah, well these guys are so highbrow and intellectual, and, and this stuff here. I didn't even is, say that. Well, no, no, what I'm saying, no, no, what I'm saying is that is typical comparison, and as a lot of cats that I, you know, we grew up with who were bumping that at the time, that you know walked around these little pseudo backpackers, you know, oh yeah, are so they're so deep. I'm like, man, them dudes ain't saying shit. They don't even rhyme. Like, they don't put rhymes together. And then, like I said, they're not saying nothing that is deep. Like, there's nothing that they're saying that makes, you know, like, makes me, at least me personally. And I know a lot of people who feel just the way I do. You know what make you feel like nothing? Like, man, turn that shit off. The, the beats are whack as hell. And, like, they ain't talking about jack shit. It's a whole lot of nothing. At the end of the day, it's yeah, a, a, a bunch of funny, a bunch of funny, a bunch of funny style cats who ain't saying nothing. And, but that's just what my take thing. Say, man
1: I, I also do understand that when you're a teenager, you no, know, I'm not. I'm not a teenager. I'm 45 years well, old,
0: I'm and I can't get through a whole
1: what album. What I'm saying, man, I know. I know that's fine. But what I'm saying is, when you're a teenager and you're in your early 20s, a lot of shit that you listen to you think is deep. Yeah, I've heard, you know, like, old oh, Wu-Tang people. A lot of times, basically, I mean, it is what it is. It, when you get older, you realize ah, uh, you know, it was influential maybe to the deep at the time.
0: True that, true uh, that, so true people
1: that. People might have that impression. So, um, I, I don't know, man. It's not, um, I just for me, I just, I just like I don't think a lot of it's stuff. to be. It's, It is what it is. It just plays a, a role as far as my may not thought process, but they, I can understand people. We've said that before. It got a lot of different music. You know, you you mentioned uh, "Living Above we the Buzz of Law" with Black Superman. To me, that's a deep song.
0: Oh yeah, but there's a lot of people that said that would be ignorant. They're like, oh, let's say that gangster rap, ignorant stuff. You know, and that's what they would say. You, know? you know, oh man, oh that that's that's that, that's ignorant man. They're, they're not saying anything about that gangster rap.
1: You know. Well, I also think with a lost soul, man, three feet high and rising, and got across with me, me, myself, and I, popped over my lawn, and you know, and at that time you did have, uh, and that was probably music that some kids were allowed to were allowed to listen to. I mean, probably even in their house, they could play play in their room, and their parents walking by and put their ear to the door and be like, oh, okay. And then instead of, you know, and then you have all alter- there's the alternative to that. So, um, you know, maybe that's from their perspective. Now, I've never been a a huge Day love Soul fan, but I do respect their game, and they've been in the game for a while, and and it is something I will throw into the uh, CD player every now and then. Day love Soul's dead, 3P high and rising, and I'll play that for my kids. So, just to kind of get them acquainted with with hip-hop. So,
0: Well, you know what? For that, I can say okay, because they know, like I said, they just really were not my cup of tea, and I, yeah, I had some, some type of way about this group because I always felt like cats that I respected their musical taste, like. Was shit on me when I'm, like, talking about certain groups, and I'm like, man, like, like, above the law, when I'm like, yeah, y'all need to check out this living, like, oh, whatever, no, man, that's not Dr. Dre bullshit. I'm like, man, y'all don't know, man. I'm telling you, this shit's dope. And I would give, you know, I gave De La Soul an honest chance, man, I just could not dig it, man. I try to force myself to listen to De La Soul. As a young person, as an as a, as a old person, I can't do it, man. I'm like, dude, but... You're right about they do have a great following. And, and I was—I think we had this conversation, you know, I think that, it, at least for me, they're kind of like, you can put them in it all at the office. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to offend nobody. You know, now, like you said, somebody's really listening to what they're saying. But, man, I, I don't know. They, to me, they don't really, And you know, like you said, it's kind of subtle. You know what I mean? Like you said, they don't get real loud and stuff. So they are saying stuff, I guess. But. Yeah.
1: Well, here's the thing, and, and like I said, uh, you know, this, this, I could flip this. You know, as we're speaking now, it makes me think a little bit more. But there are groups like De La Soul, and I'll even use the Roots as an example. Where you now they they're consistent, they're consistently solid. But at some point, man, um, you know, you have let's say you have a group I mentioned, Typical Cat. Um, and, and, and run the tools might run in this to this too, man. Um, you might overdo it. You might have mm-hmm. too, you, you know. You might just overdo it to where you have too many albums that are all, that all kind of have the same theme.
0: It's, it's hard. It's hard. There's only a few cats or groups that can can ride a lane to victory, like to you know. Like, like, uh, like premier guru gangster, I think that, you know, they, like you said, that pinnacle came with moment of truth where it just, oh, oh it was that steady build.
1: Yeah. 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 It's
0: just that and slow,
1: bring it. Yeah, yeah, that
0: slow bring simmer. Yeah. That slow simmer to perfection. And I really like to see that. That's what I like, you know, and it's cool. You know, honestly, I think most hip hop, regardless if it's a group or a single person, and, and we're going to wrap here in a second. But, you know, we're, we're talking, it is a good combo um, that, uh, um, you know, usually is your first album and that's your best work because you're, that's when you're you're hungriest typically. Um, but, yeah. yeah, but groups like Gangstar Man and some of the groups that we'll get into up this list, it's that slow rise. And then when they get to that pinnacle where, man, it's just like, man, everything just clicks. It is beautiful. And so that's the thing with line, man. It's like, you know, I can, I can see their rise a little bit. Like I said, I like the bloody joint, you know, and if I'm honest, there was like me, myself, and I. But they always reminded me of like kind of like uh, slam poetry guys that just happen to have beats behind them. You know what I mean? It didn't seem like they were just like, like, you
1: know, just uh, getting up in that mug, you
0: know. So I guess their lack of aggression really, really for me hurts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. And just let's make note of it, that I have been more out of respect. Dan, uh, <laughs> it's really, to tell you the truth, a lot of my, I'm looking at my list here, you know, really some of my favorites that i still listen to in my top 15 that I've already mentioned, k and that I listen to Smith & West, I listen to that. Right. You know, I'm I'm not into it, like, you know, I don't, it's hard side on all the time, or De La Soul, or Public Enemy. I just don't, it's just not, I, if I get it, and I, I'll listen to it. But, you know, there's only really so, you only got so much time. There's so much music.
0: So well, music yeah, and the thing is, is, like, some of that stuff, you, you done played it so much that it's like, you know, it really does come down to, like, where you start. You have your favorites, and that's what it is, and then you're looking for new stuff. because, Like you said, you want to try to see what else is out there, and it may even be different genres. You know what I'm saying? It might not just be wrap you know, and that's a good thing. You know, yeah, that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, yeah, folks, that is our list thus far. We ran it down for you, 15 through 6. Please stay tuned for our next episode, which will be, what are we at, 4.5. And we're going to call it 0. .5 because we're going to devote a good 45 minutes, maybe a little bit more, to that top five we're really gonna get into it and uh we're, we're gonna go at it man cause this is what me and jay do i mean we do this all the time you know so we're just sharing the conversations that we have and we hope that you enjoyed it and uh jay you got anything for the people
1: no man thanks for tuning in man i i just hope people can uh you know will pay, pay attention listen i'm sure they'll disagree they might agree on some things, uh, right. but at the same time, uh, share, share your thoughts about it. Give us, throw some other groups in there and, and uh, let us know your opinion about this stuff. That's kind of what this is all about, man. And, uh, you know, Joey you, you, you talked about sharing the knowledge. At the same time... Share with us. Everybody's got
0: the knowledge. Yeah, you know, exactly. Share with us. Here. Yeah, like I said, young people, older cats. If we if we skipped over, if we missed some egregious, I think somebody's gonna probably get asked for a PMD. I can already hear it now. I can hear my boy uh, sir talking about, hey man, you forgot a PMD. Um, so yeah, you know, um, we're not perfect, you know, and like I said, we we feel like we, we got something to share, and we we do it for the culture because we love hip hop. We do, and, and so. Um, Like like Jay said, man, we hope that you will be active participants as we uh, touch on certain subjects, and we surely appreciate your listening, and so we're going to go ahead and sign off
2: A wrap. Special thanks to our guest, Sugar J. This is episode four. We ran down top fifteen groups of all time in hip hop, starting from fifteen. We counted our way down all the way to number six. Please stay uh, tuned to episode four point five, where Sugar J and I go in and we discuss those top five groups in hip-hop all-time, as a part of the totality list of top top 15 groups in hip-hop all-time. Thanks so much for listening. Big shout-out to our sponsor, Acre.fm. The easiest way to get a podcast made. It's so easy, I was able to do it. If you want to give us a shout-out, or if you want to contribute to the podcast so we can keep the lights on, Go to Anchor.fm, look for It's a Wrap by Joseph Kinney, and you'll see ways that you can contact us or you can donate. Any communication or donation is greatly appreciated. That's how we grow the podcast, so we appreciate your support. Once again, this is your host, Joey Kinney, a.k.a. Joe Militant, telling everybody, do the knowledge. It's a wrap. Peace.